Welcome to the Cyber Nation Uncensored Podcast. We welcome all Chumbas, Edge Runners, Vault Dwellers, Wastelanders, Spice Traders, and Space Folders. Thanks for joining us. Please give us a great review and also be sure to join us on both YouTube and Twitch. We'd love to see you on a live stream. Thanks again. See you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's test this. Can you hear me, beautiful people? In the chat, let Can me you know. hear me. Yes, yeah. both of us, not just one. Yeah. Hey, you know, if you want to, if you want to send this I mean, to... I know. I was like, you want to take over? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yay! Fantastic. Is the music too loud? Let me know. Um, I will check the levels. Um, but first and foremost, hello everyone, and welcome Yay. to the second episode of Power Word Talk. You can indeed, loud and clear, fantastic, I love to hear it. Um, and Power Word Talk is where we will have introspective discussions with phenomenal writers, artists, and creators to discuss their personal journeys and their amazing work that leaves a positive impact on the community. I am your host, Utihime, and before we chat with our magnificent guest, uh, for today, um, I just want to do some uh, brief shout outs again. Uh, shout out first and foremost to uh, Dungeon Glitch for the awesome tunes that you hear throughout the show today. You can find his music on Spotify. Um, also, I am the community manager here at Cyber Nation Uncensored. And I would like to mention that our community has a very active Discord, a community as a whole, and some amazing, amazing, amazing community members i'd love for you all to meet so please join us uh, by joining our discord um, and also to following us on all the various social medias because we are on a lot <laughs> uh, and we really really appreciate all the love and support and you can show that by following subscribing commenting uh, rating our, our podcasts and, and videos, um, do all the things. Uh, our team really works hard to try to bring you guys uh, updated content daily, um, and we really appreciate any of that support, um, and we do see it. So thank you guys so much, especially with um, the recent boom and, and, and new members, so welcome. Um, I also, too, want to shout out our official sponsors like Fantasy Grounds, uh, who provide a lot of our virtual tabletop needs and uh, Sirenscape. Sirenscape, I say that all wrong all the time. I, I apologize. <laughs> me too. I cannot say it right. But, it's like, <laughs> but they yeah. provide a lot of the music for um, a lot of our games. Uh, but we have a full list of amazing sponsors that I'm sure you saw on our, our um, intro screen there. So uh, be sure to follow them. And lastly, I cannot not mention our Patreon subscribers. Uh, literally, without your amazing support, you know, we wouldn't be able to bring you guys all of the awesome stuff we're able to do on a weekly basis. So thank you so much for all that support. Um, I'll be keeping an eye out in chat. And so will Michael for any questions or anything that you kind of like uh, mention in chat. We're going to try to keep an eye out. Um, but we need to get into it because today I have a wonderful friend of mine. Michael Galvis is with us today. Um, it's an absolute honor, first and foremost, to have you on the show. <laughs> We've played some D&D together. But we have. We, but, the, <laughs> but the most funny thing about this is that we literally run into each other all the time. At all the nerdy local hotspots in town, we literally just will randomly run into each other constantly, which is, I, I love that. I feel like that's like a sign. Like we were meant to become good buddies and friends in this space. But for those who may not already know you, can you please let the viewers know, um, uh, you, first of all, your name, your pronouns, and a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Michael Galvis. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. And um, I am a creative content producer at Dungeons & Dragons for Wizards of the Coast. Uh, so a lot of what I do 
is managing the editorial side of things. So if you go to jgbhan.com and you scroll down just a tiny bit, you're gonna see all of these articles uh, that are out that are talking about maybe upcoming books that are coming out, they're providing dungeon master tips, player tips, mm -hmm. just everything that you could think of um, in relation to D&D. And um, I oversee all of that and, and help manage them, uh, a team of freelance writers. And I also work with uh, my, my marketing writer, Mike Bernier, who helps me out a lot with producing this really awesome content. That's amazing. And also too, I had the honor of being featured in one of your articles yes. featuring Hispanic creators in the community. Also too, happy, happy Hispanic Heritage Month where it has not ended. That is Filipino Heritage Month. <laughs> we combined the two, they combined the two, uh, but you know, it's gonna continue on and we're gonna keep celebrating, right? Cause it, it's not just like one, or two weeks it, it continues on throughout the year right <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> um but uh, yeah i really appreciated that that was something that was like submit so much to kind of be recognized and that's that's something that i i really love is that um you really have been pushing the inclusion and diversity within the space and and D, &D um, as a whole which is awesome so thank you so much for kind of doing that uh, but before we get into more of that side of things, let's start from the beginning. So I really want to learn how you got started on this journey. Um, you, you're you're an amazing writer, um, and you're an editor, and and also to DM. Let's not forget uh, for Wizards of the Coast. So kind of uh, how did that all start? Oh gosh, this is a long story. I know it's a long, but we got. Time. Are you ready for we this? We got time. Let's go, right, Chet? We got, we got we got lots of we got lots of highs and lows coming. Okay. No, I love lots it. Give it to me. <laughs> Give it to me. Okay, so um, I actually I started playing. I didn't start playing Dungeons and Dragons until after college, right? Oh, wow. So, okay. but I had heard about the game in high school, and I was I I had this weird experience in high school where I was an athlete, but then I was also super into anime and stuff. So I remember in high school- We have that in common. <laughs> yes, I remember. And like my high school was so segmented. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like the nerds sit over here, the athletes sit over here. And I remember every other day I would switch between these groups. So it was like Mean like, Girls where it's like, <laughs> you can't sit with us, so you gotta sit over there. Yeah, so I would sit with like the popular kids and then I would sit with like the nerds. And I remember my, my nerdy friends would, were playing D and D, and I would like kind of like come into these conversations where they were talking about what they were doing and how fun it was, and I was like, I want to play with you guys. Can we? Can I play with you? And then it just no. The answer was no. They wouldn't invite me. They no. Wouldn't me but since that moment, I was like, I am going to find people who play this game, and I am going to play with them. Meanwhile, all this is happening over the years. I go to yeah. college for creative writing uh, I'm doing my master's in creative writing That's and uh, I was working these a lot of freelance gigs a lot of part-time gigs writing blogs just hitting up on all sorts of like topical news like I, I remember my first interaction with like hitting like talking about the news it was like there was a car chase happening in like Houston and it was all over the news and I, I was sitting with uh, my boss who like oversaw the content team and some of the other interns because I was an intern and we were like how do we how do we capitalize on this and you know and it, there was it was such a thrill to get like a topic even as sort of inconsequential as like you know a car chase that happened on that day mm -hmm. and being like how do we get everyone who's watching this to come to us and to talk to us about whatever's happening and yeah. follow us for the news um, so that was like really my first introduction into like news typewriting and like blogging because a lot of what I was doing in my free time was strictly creative writing, like novel writing, short story writing. And that was something that was not, I was not getting paid for. It was not something that I could like find a job and uh, find a job to do. So throughout my, my, college and master's career I was trying to figure out like okay I love writing I love everything to do with writing but how how do I make money off of this like yeah. how do I feed like myself make it a career yeah so that was like a big question that I was constantly grappling with I, I had worked for like literary journals I had worked for uh doing writing for charities and 
you know, writing for news and blogs and all of it was like, this is all really great and fun, but like, I, I don't know. I don't know yet. So then I graduate. I am, I graduated, I graduated into the great recession, uh, oh, which my is, goodness. yeah, a really great time to be a writer <laughs> trying to make money. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, my, so, uh, I luckily had picked up, um, a temp job for G4 at the time. Oh, wow. Okay. During, during the E3 convention. And that was my first time doing like writing about entertainment and, and yeah. video games. Um, and I was like, this is fantastic. I love this. This is like fast paced. Mm-hmm. It's nerdy stuff. Like all the research that goes into it is just like finding out you're just connecting with that yeah. particular community. It's like, I love this. And then that, <laughs> that was like a temp job and it just like ended. And then I was like, I'm broke again. Um, <laughs> you're like, but, what do I do? Yeah. Um, but luckily that experience actually helped me get my first like full-time job which was just in like internet marketing a sort of like what we call them content farms yeah. where you're literally just like pumping out as much stuff as you can uh, to try these businesses try and get traffic for these businesses so that they can make sales yeah. right so a lot of my job was uh seo writing and okay. seo writing is a search engine optimization so when you like google you know car wash in my area you know like <laughs> google's yeah. gonna be like gonna spit some things out at you yeah um and so my part of my job was trying to get people's blogs and related information and they're like the front of their page like, like top of the results for their area right see i wouldn't have even known that this whole time i'm just like man this internet it's like you know thinking of the time of ash jeeves <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like you, you forget that there's people behind all of the that. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh man, this is so cool. It just knows what I need, and it's just right there. And there's that's because of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my fault. <laughs> but it is. It's a. It's such a concentrated effort, um, doing like SEO type writing yeah. and and working on the back end of websites to try and make it so that people can find you especially in terms of like i mean it's something that i do even today right you know if if we want to be a great resource for all things D, yeah you know we're we're competing just as much as with um all the other media folks out there who all of the journalists out there who, who are covering all of the things that we are releasing and that we're talking about right so uh, so luckily, I mean, that job was, let me think, was that the worst job I ever had? That was one of, <laughs> that was one of the worst jobs I ever had. Okay. Because oh, let me, man. yeah, the context here is that like, so I was doing internet marketing, mm-hmm. like putting together little content plans and editorial calendars for clients. And I had 30 clients. Oh, that's a lot. Like, and I was making, I was not making a lot of money. I was barely making my bills and, um, and I was getting yelled at by, cli- by clients, right? Because when your attention split between 30 yeah. different businesses. Cause it's like they want it, want it now, but it's like, but, but, but I'm, I'm doing this and, and this and that, but, but they, you know, you just have to make it happen. Right? Yeah, exactly. No excuses are acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. So they'd email you like, Oh, what, how's this going? And I'd be like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> have we met? <laughs> uh, sure. Like trying to look for the name. Um, but so one of the tricky one of the tricky parts about creating content online though mm-hmm. is that because Google is the main traffic driver for websites and everyone's competing for that traffic, um, Google is constantly trying to, you know, they're trying to make their product better, right? So right. if you're like car wash in Los Angeles, uh, Google's gonna pull a lot of information about you and about the Los Angeles area to try and get you the most relevant information that you need. And that is a car wash that is near you and then the pricing for that car wash and then hours. Yeah. Um, when we're talking about content, like if, if someone's looking up, uh, let's say one of the adventures in 
uh, a D and D book, like yeah. maybe they're, or maybe they're looking up a particular monster, then, you know, Google's trying to consider like, why would you search for this D and D monster? Are you looking for the stats? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to get information? Maybe this is preview content, so you're trying to get information on the monster and then like the lore around the monster. Yes. You know, are you trying to get tips for how to run the monster? Are you trying to get tips for how to fight the monster? So because of all of this, because there's so there's so many people who use Google, there's so many oh, different yeah. websites competing for these searches, Google is constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. So in the time that I was in internet marketing, a, the big thing that was happening was, it was called guest blogs. And so if you were a small time website, and you got an influencer. We didn't really have influencers. But I don't think we called them influencers. But <laughs> like we, at the time, yeah, it's. I feel like that's now a newer term. Like yeah. I'm remembering the days of MySpace and Zanga page and all of. <laughs> yeah. So now it's evolved a lot. Yeah, but if you were like a small time business, like maybe you made candles, mm-hmm. and you were able to get in touch with someone who leads, like, who runs this candle making blog that gets like tens of thousands of hits per month and is has built this really great reputation online if you back then if you were able to get them to um link back to you right like if they had a blog if they wrote a blog about you and then they were linking to you and linking to your products and stuff that would help you as a small business to be more visible Mm -hmm. in google and then Google wised up to that, right? So, um, so all of a sudden, there was this. I think they called it the Penguin Update or something. But what what ended up happening as a result of that strategy working was that people started selling out links. So this candle blog that has tens of thousands of hits yeah. would be like, if you pay me fifty dollars, I will link to you in my next post. Right. And then so that started, that was a downward spiral because suddenly businesses could literally pay to just like push themselves up yeah. and they ha- and their website could be not good at all, um, which is bad for people who yeah. are searching for stuff. Um, so then this update came out and it actually penalized you if you were getting tons of like, wow. if you were effectively, if it looked like you were kind of using this strategy. Okay. So then it hurt both sides of the aisle, but mostly businesses. So within like, when this update rolled out, it was like all of our clients just tanked in search oh, results. No. Their traffic just tanked. Um, all of the like the keywords that people were finding them with were suddenly, uh, they were nowhere to be seen. And so on the business side, that was terrible because, yeah, um, you know, if you're working for a content farm, chances are you're not paying the writers well you you who work there are probably not getting paid well because you're just someone who churns out stuff yeah um so everything tanked um this strategy that was super cheap for us stopped working and um as a result like they ended up just pretty much getting rid of everyone who was on the content team like they just laid us off they're like yeah sorry we we can't we can't afford you now and we have to like completely figure out what we're going to do with all these clients um i told you this was a long story (laughs) (laughs) no worry like i mean it's you know that's that's the thing is that it's not just like oh and then this happened and that's it there's usually a, a series of events be it uh, really fortunate ones or unfortunate where you stumble onto the, the awesome opportunities. I know, this it's, is it's, relevant though. It is relevant because like it also of, goes to, into what you do. Right, a lot of this experience that I got ended up yeah. was part of the reason why I even got this job. Yeah. Um, so I got laid off. I was I was broke, I was still broke. Oh man, I was living paycheck to paycheck for years. Oh. And, Trust me, I know that struggle. Yeah. Not too well. <laughs> stress stress i remember i remember one time we were because my my husband was uh at the time going to school at afi um because he's a production designer so he works for film and tv building sets and we never fight we get along so well but one of the fights we had was over I, i remember the only times we would fight it would be over money 
maybe because I'm stressed about money. Yeah, the stress. You know, and and just being like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I can't, like, I can't even afford to eat out. I don't, you know. Yeah. Um, But after I got laid off, um, I ended up finding just this random job on Craigslist. And I thought it was like, they listed the pay and it was like almost double what I was making Mm -hmm. before. Granted, I wasn't making a lot. Uh, and I was like, I, I need to get this job. And I ended up getting it. Um, and it was to be an editor for, <laughs> this is so boring, a loan, um, a, what was it? <laughs> like a financial advice website. Um, and our, our main users were seniors, like baby boomers. Oh, wow. Um, so I got this job. It paid really well. And I was like, I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to make this work. Yes. Um, it's literally rotting my brain, but, and, and you I, you do what you need to, 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 to make it through those tough times for sure. Yeah. I'm, I definitely, I definitely have done that as far as like certain, uh, jobs that I had to work to just like, okay, I'm paying the bills today. All yeah. right. We're going to do what we need to do as far as, and I mean, I love this, you know, boring line of work, but you know, you do what you have to do. Yeah. And so part of the way that I, I guess, mentally survived doing that line of work was that I started uh, producing like homebrew stuff for tabletop because by that point when I met my husband I met my husband back yeah because that's that was how like yeah I forgot to make that connection that was kind of how (laughs) things started at least that's you know what I've what you've told me before as far as Ben your wonderful husband kind of uh, you know really opening that door to D&D yeah so so we I want to hear more about that yeah, so we met, rewinding a little bit, um, <laughs> rewinding, <laughs> um, so we met just as I was graduating from college, like right before I was going to start my master's program, and um, he was the first like really nerdy guy that I, that I really, that like I, I dated. That. I love that for you. <laughs> and I remember our first date at, um, Starbucks because so we met at a Valentine's Day like singles party um <laughs> and I was I That's remember amazing. being so nervous uh to talk to him. we never talked to each other we literally just like looked at each other at the party um okay one thing if you're gonna <laughs> run if you're going to run a, a Valentine's Day singles party for gay uh for gay men um, it should not also be a fraternity party oh, where oh, yeah. uh, oh, oh, <laughs> so straight men are going to <laughs> Yeah, because it's like, um, so we're going to talk about this or elephant in the room. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's why I was scared to talk to him because I was like, he, he, I was yeah. like mm, he's probably just part of the fraternity. Like, yeah. I, like, I don't want to risk like hitting on a straight guy and then like for it to be weird or something. Yeah, an awkward, an awkward situation. Yeah, um, but the day after the party, um, this was the time of Facebook, um, yes. he added me on Facebook, and I remember talking to my friends, I was like, there is no way a straight <laughs> man went to this party, saw me, uh, found me in a picture, and then added me on yeah. Facebook that just was- for fun's sake. He did the work. He did, he did the, the work, work. <laughs> and I'm like, bravo, bravo. Yeah. <laughs> like, look at that. I mean, also too, it's funny because I'm sure there was a little bit of like that that fear of like, I literally this could be considered stalkery, but I'm not trying to be a stalker. I'm just trying oh, yeah. to get to know you better. <laughs> I remember going through his photos and just being like, just show me a rainbow, just show me like <laughs> like a picture from from Rage, this like this uh, this yeah. gay club. Oh yeah, oh I've been to. I've been there for I used to go for K-pop nights. The, oh, those yeah. are my favorite nights. I had the best time there. Yeah. Okay, but that's a that's a conversation for another time. Yeah. That's a this is a sidebar of a sidebar. A sidebar um, of a sidebar, yeah. Um, but I remember our first date. I went to uh, we went to Starbucks and but we were just chatting up and he was just like. Um, oh, I'm applying for this um, master's program at AFI. Uh, do you want to see my portfolio? And I was like, I would love to. And I remember he opened his portfolio. It was just all just like nerdy things, like paintings that he had done of like fairy type creatures and um, of, of paintings awesome. for like for like um, like fan art of like Chronicles of Narnia. Mm-hmm. And then you know, of course, the sets he was working on. And I was like, I this I was instantly hooked. I was like. 
goodness, this is a man who's super nerdy and super cute and he likes nerdy things. So then, um, I forget how many dates it was. It was, I was, I was, um, I was, I probably waited till like the fourth date, um, to, to like, and we, and we had, um, dinner at his place, you know, like, I just feel like if you're going, if you're dating someone, like, like, and if you're going to go back to their place, like, not to, oh gosh, okay. No. Like, oh, wait. <laughs> you're like, hold on. Wait. I just, like, if you're going to. No, you're, for sure. Never mind. Okay, so. Um, no, no, I, I know what you're saying. It's just like. Like, it's a personal thing. Yeah, like, it's a very. This is my room. This is right, my this is like, hey, you know, that's a that's a big step. That means like, okay, we're, we're you know, this is moving in a certain direction. Like, you yeah, know, it's, I don't know. I, I know what you're saying. And maybe it's just because it's like. I'm not talking memory. about like hooking up. No, 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 not like, at all. Not at all. <laughs> It's like, this is not power word talk after talk. That's a whole nother yeah. thing. That's the late night show. That's the late night show. Come back at 11 p.m. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding, guys. I do not have a late night show. I'm getting to the point, though. I'm getting to the point. So I went back to his place, and we had dinner. And I remember, I think it was the, I forget if it was the night of or the morning after. Oh, this is what he says. He says, is, um, <laughs> okay. Okay, so I spent the night. Okay, let's just get that out of here. All right, <laughs> Jesus. Like, I love how you're like acting like I just like I I, I put the pressure on you. Yeah. You realize I did not do that. I did Guys this to myself. Chat, you see that I I did not I did not open well, a can of worms. Okay, this, to me this is a beautiful story. I I'm just I'm just here. Just, just, just living my best life hearing this amazing story because I'm also too a sucker. I was born, literally, I was supposed to be born on Valentine's Day. I was born the next day, just oh past midnight. So I technically, I, you know, I like to just believe that I'm just like always the romanticist, the the yeah. person who believes in romance and love stories, no matter how cheesy, because I was meant to be a Valentine's Day baby and I have a birthmark <laughs> to prove it. So there we go. <laughs> well. Anyway, D'Angelo, so, D'Angelo's like, yeah. what does spit the night mean? He also complimented your facial hair, said that it Ooh, looks fantastic. Thank you. I've been too uh, lazy to shave, so this is the result of laziness. Although I did, I did trim a little bit today. No, it looks great. It looks fantastic. Thank you. So, anyways, as a result of that date, I was at his place and I looked at his uh, bookshelf and I saw he had. Um, a D and D, uh, the Player's Handbook manual. Um, this was uh, three point five at the time. Oh wow! And I remember seeing it and opening it, and he's just like, "Oh my god! I, I, I you, do you play D and I've always wanted to play D and I just never had the chance." Um, and he, he was actually, I think it was that day he was actually going to be going to a D and D game or something like that. Um, but he remember he he says that he was like super smitten by me as a result of that, um, and <laughs> as of course he he's, been. yeah, and of course he was like, oh, you should totally you know play with us sometime. We should make this happen. Uh, I'd love to show you this game, um, and um, so I was like, yes, let's do this. Let's I want to play D and D. He was like, great, you can um, you can run a game for us, and I was like. I don't know what that means, but okay, sure. Like, wow, so it's just like right away, just like going into being. This is so he says this is not how I went down. This is this is precisely how I remember <laughs> this going down. Was yeah, yeah. So um, I I I ended up uh, because I I I remember going to like Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Uh, leading up to the day that I was gonna run this game or play this game, um, so I was trying to figure out like what's a dungeon master <laughs> and yeah. uh what is what really is dungeons and dragons right because i knew there were dice involved and like mm -hmm. funny voices and that it's a very social sort of game so i was doing all this reading uh at barnes and noble because i couldn't afford to get the books for myself so i would literally just s sit down amongst the books open them and was just like reading through them for um I think I put in like three or four hours or so of reading. That's how I used to read my comic books. So I would take the Spider-Man, like copy the Spider-Man, just like read them there. <laughs> because I'm like, yeah. I don't have, I don't have the extra to be buying all of these volumes of like, mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes you, you make it work. Yeah, you make it work. You got to do what you have to do. Um, and and 
I remember at some point it it clicked for me. I was like, these terms that I'm reading and like the way these the way this book layout appears, it's like it just I was like, I don't I don't understand. Like I was confused. And I so I'd been researching how to run this game and play this game. And then I was just like, and I, I think I sent us a, a photo of the book that I was reading um, to, to Ben, my, my now husband. Um, and he was like, oh, that's not the book that, that's, that we use. Um, I don't know what, what, you're, what you're reading, but that's not it. Uh, and then I finally was like searching for it, trying to figure out. And I realized that I had been reading fourth edition books. Um, and he had been, and he played 3.5. Interesting. Okay. Which, which are very different systems, like completely different from each other. Um, I know D's like 4E. I'm like, I, I remember D'Angelo talking about how he 4E. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> so then <laughs> I had to like panic uh, oh, no. research 3.5. Uh, and, um, so anyway, long story short, uh, first session that I ever ran was just a complete disaster. I remember, um, oh man, I can't even remember. It was something like, I think the scenario was something like your prisoners in a dungeon or something. And one of the players was like, why am I a prisoner? I was like, uh, I don't know. I didn't think that far. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so you are like, okay. Yeah. You are a prisoner in this yeah. prison with bars. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I, but I came out of it loving it just the same. Like I, what drew me to the game itself was um, the mechanics of this sort of story-based game yeah. that where you literally can do anything, but the game itself is like, oh, you want to do this thing? Well, then here is how you actually do it in a way that makes it believable within this self-contained system. Um, so I fell in love with the game. And so going back, going forward a few years when I was first in the finance industry, I was like, I am bored out of my mind of this job. Mm -hmm. um, all I'm doing all day is like writing and editing finance stuff. Yeah. So the way I survived was like, I would go home at night and I would, uh, I would write or I would create like homebrew materials um, for my own games. So I was writing my whole campaigns, albeit they were not very good. I was still writing them. I was making um, homebrew uh, lineages for my, my players and just for my own fun. And, um, I was hiring artists to do artwork. Oh, I should have shared that with you. I just occurred to me. No, that's okay. Said, that's okay. But, but I had like artwork done of the stuff that I was, uh, of, of I was producing. It was literally just like, passion project like yeah. not trying to do anything with it at first um and then as time went on i eventually started reaching out to like um because i played pathfinder 2 for a while um and i'm I, starting like, to play i'm, I'm learning trying to learn because that's an upcoming campaign for me and, and that's a whole other ball of yeah tracks. yeah i actually got into pathfinder because um 3.5 the, the jump from 3.5 mm. to first edition pathfinder uh was easier for me and it was easier to convince my friends uh to make mm. that jump um so i reached out to like i think it was d20 pfsrd it's like the open source uh pathfinder resource for like first edition uh and cobalt press too because i would oh, awesome. i would look at cobalt press quite a bit um to try and write for them. Mm -hmm. And I did a little bit of writing for them uh, for each of those publications. And that was like my first real dip into like the tabletop scene. Yeah. And um, so I had that in my back pocket, right? As I was working through finance and yeah. stuff. Um, eventually I, by luck of the draw, my manager for my one of my internships in college where I was writing blogs so, so I talked about how I covered this news for like this car chase in Houston mm -hmm. so that manager knew that I was super nerdy right like we followed <laughs> each other on Twitter 
we yes. follow each other on Facebook, so and we would talk about nerdy stuff all the time. Um, just by chance, like um, this was just a couple of years ago. How long ago? Like a year and a half. Um, <laughs> longer than a year. Well, whatever. So about a year and a half. Yeah. A year and a half ago, my this this manager uh, reaches out to me and and she was like, "Hey, so um, do you like you still like D and D, right? You know, you still like tabletop stuff." I was like, oh yeah, I, you know, I definitely do. I love it. And uh, and she was like, well, you know, we might have, uh, or there's an opening right now, um, here, and, you know, is this something that interests you? And she sent me the job, um, the job listing, and that's when I was like, hold up, wait, this is, because it, it it didn't occur to me back then, fandom owned Dini Beyond for the longest time Dini yeah. Beyond was not owned by Wizards of the Coast. And I yeah, I did not I actually like didn't find out until that whole transition happened and then I was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so that so then so and I knew that she worked at fandom, so I was like, oh it's probably maybe related to the wikis or something, you know, because fandom owns a lot of those wikis where you're like, if you search for Star Wars lore, yeah. you're you're gonna click through to like the Star Wars wiki. And that's what that's a uh, fandom owns a lot of those. So I read the listing and I'm just like on air, like time on air, right? Editorial about tabletop and D and D, and I'm just like, what is this? And then eventually it clicks for me. I was just like, wait a second, this is this is D this is D and D Beyond, like. And I, at the time, I was, I mean, I was very entrenched in D&D Beyond. Like, I followed, I, you know, I, I, I was following Todd Kenrick. I was watching all the dev updates. I was reading all of James Hayek's uh, pieces on, on D&D Beyond. And I was just like, so I knew at that time that they were making their departure. And I was like, hold up. <laughs> I was like, wait. There's a job listing for fandom, which I don't see any beyond. And then I just, just saw their tweets about that they're making their departure and making, making all the ties, project. like trying to do the little string on the wall, like, wait, hold on, <laughs> figuring this and out. I remember I was like, oh my God, this is, this is, I would be uh, kind of like stepping into their shoes and like into a position that's like an evolution of what they were doing. Um, and so I was like, I need to get this. Um, but I remember I met all of the criteria, except I didn't have as much tabletop experience, right? Got like it. I didn't have, like I hadn't written mm -hmm. for like comicbook.com on any like gotcha. tabletop news. I just had like homebrew stuff and it wasn't even for d d it was for Pathfinder. Ah, um, I see, yep. So what I ended up doing is I have a, a really creative friend. I was like, I need them to notice me. I was like, I, you know, I have a referral, but this is a really important job to me and I need to make my application as like really badass as possible. So what we ended up doing for my application was we made it into um, like a chapter out of an adventure module. Like okay. I followed the same sort of like headline structure and appearance of what you would find in like a 3.5 book, like that same sort of like background and um, sort of delivery. And um, and I dropped in all sorts of screenshots of like the artwork that I had um, that I had done for these uh, character origins that I had homebrewed. Um, and I remember the hardest part. So for, first off, that turned out really awesome. That was really badass. Um, <laughs> that's really badass resume. That's um, cool. I like that. Yeah. Very, very I, good. Very, yeah, because I wanted to show presenting them. the work too. Right, because like the my my biggest fear was like I have all of this experience. Right. that they would like but not in the industry a completely different industry right? and we talked about this how that's kind of like my all of my experience is definitely not um at least for like work experience versus you know now I've, I've been kind of ingrained in the space and doing more things with community management and all of that stuff but it is when people first look at your resume and it's like most of it is in a different area corporate america or wherever else they're mm -hmm. like I don't see the connection here. And you're like, no, yeah. I promise. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Let's, you know, give me a shot. Give me a chance. Yeah. So I wanted to show them that like, I, I know my stuff, all things editorial, but also yes. I, I know tabletop as well. And I have a passion for it. And yeah. so the idea is like, important. yeah, that I would be merging basically what I do at night with what I do for my day job. 
Um, but the, my biggest fear with um, applying for this role was that uh, because my job does require me to be on air, to do like video type stuff mm -hmm. and to be thinking about that. And that was not something that I really ever touched or was like, that I ever really did. So I remember as part of my application, I was like, I am going to submit just a two minute video introducing myself. Like it's just because I, I was because I was familiar with Tina Beyond's like sort of video format. I was like, yeah. I'm gonna do a sort of like talking heads version of my resume. And that two minute video took me four hours. And it does. Cause you're just like, I don't I don't like that take. Let me try it again, or you yeah. know, you're probably trying to edit it or make it look the best the, the best you can make it look, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it took like, I forget if it was like 40 takes or maybe it was like 32 or 36. Wow. Um, and I remember, because what I was trying to do was first communicate like my expertise, why I was interested, and then also like that I'd be willing to learn to be on camera and that I could be comfortable on camera. And it is very hard being natural and comfortable on camera when you're applying for a job oh, for yeah. your number one company in the world, for your number one uh, like, like, No big job. deal. <laughs> yeah. No big deal. It'd be That's fine. And I, I even had my husband like giving me pointers and stuff where he, just, he would watch and be like, you look like you're about to get hit by a truck. <laughs> like you look... <laughs> Terrified. <laughs> um, oh no. Yeah, but I, I ended up, you know, um, I ended up catching their eye, and you know, it was, it was like something like it was a good number of interviews on all sorts of topics. I remember I had one interview that was specific to video, like how would you approach video strategy? And I was like, and like you can only research so much about that. That was the one interview I walked out of. I was like they're not gonna hire me um but they ended up um bringing me on and part of what the selling point was for my particular resume was that i had the seo experience but being able to like write with not only users in mind but also for like so it went back to all of that yes now i make that connection i'm so sorry i'm looking at the time now and i'm like <laughs> No, I, you know I what? No. all of this stuff. No, because you you've already talked about a lot. And the thing is, is that that's that's what I love about um the format of this show is just every conversation is gonna be different because everybody's journey is different. Every, every like what what uh you've gone through in your life to get to where you are now, all of that, at least I don't know like I can't speak for everyone in the chat, but I'm pretty sure they can agree with me that I really love learning about the journey because i think that that no matter what there's always gonna be someone and probably a lot more people than you think who are like oh that sounds like my story or like what i'm what i'm experiencing yeah. right now so i love it please continue because <laughs> yeah. i also too want to talk about the fact that um because of that um and getting that job that led to you even dm me for uh dnd yeah and um also to being a player in things like the fiend of the hollow mind for the radiant citadel uh special and, and things like that so please yeah yeah i think also like part of so because i came from that sort of background where it was like i literally just got yeah found my way in the tabletop um a big takeaway for me was that like you don't need to have written for tabletop in order to write for tabletop so i remember um i don't remember precisely how we met it was on twitter um i had someone reach out to me was like i would love to write for data beyond but i don't have like D, &D tabletop specific samples yeah. and i was like well but i do write for this and the writing that he did was is very um it's like it's so specific it's such a niche topic uh, about like i don't even remember if it's like military type stuff or science oh, type okay. stuff and i remember just send me those let me take a look and i remember reading them and being like the writing quality was really was really really good and even though it had nothing to do with tabletop i was like he, this is a writer who knows how to research yes. and to communicate really difficult topics in a way that even I would be able to sort of like make some sense of it. Um, so I was like, 
like I was like, yeah, absolutely. Let's let's try you out. You know, you know, let's write an article about. It. And it worked out. And he, you know, he writes for us pretty regularly. Um, he's a fantastic writer. So I, I think, um, but if if he hadn't, you know, sort of like taken that shot and been like, hey, I'm interested. Here's yeah. some other samples. I would have never found him, right? Because if I'm looking for freelance writers, the easiest thing to do is try and find samples right. so that I see content that is most related to what they would already be writing. Mm -hmm. um, so shoot your shot, right? right. <laughs> like now, you now actually, sample. this is a good question. This is a little side question. Um, yeah. And I kind of think that I'm going to continue asking this question because it's, it's always interesting. Everyone has a different answer, but it's all good good the good stuff uh so as far as on that 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 journey to get to the point where you you know where you are now with um Wasi and D&D &D Beyond um like during all of that time creative writing and and everything was there um ever some life advice that you were given that really stood out to you that really stuck with you over the years and motivated you um i would and say what was that advice yeah so two things uh, the first is networking right so the, the more people that know you on a professional level i'm talking like linkedin connections and going to networking events um really forming a connection with the people that you even that are even in your immediate mm -hmm. circle like the people that you work with building a, a reputation for being hardworking for knowing your stuff and then even communicating to them like oh i really wish i was doing x it makes such a difference because yeah. when those opportunities come up then you're potentially someone that they're going to think of and be like oh i remember this person yeah. was always on time with their projects and oh they mentioned that they like this you know so like yes building those sort of professional relationships and then building those friendships even mm -hmm. um you always want to be authentic, right? Like, don't befriend someone just because you think they can get you somewhere. That's that's not right. And that's but, really important because I think that a lot of people forget that. <laughs> yeah, very, yeah. Very, very good to know. Yeah. Um, so forming those connections is really important. And, um, you know, I remember being between jobs and just you want to be able, you want to have people to reach out to, you know, about what you're looking for, you know, when you're looking to make the jump from another company. Um, and then the second thing is, uh, it has completely slipped my mind. So <laughs> it's a mystery. No if I remember it, I'll be like, oh, yeah. here it is. We'll bring it up uh, when that comes oh. along. Oh, shoot oh. your shot. Yeah. Shoot so, your shot. Yes, yeah. I love shoot that. Right? Because like, if, if you're like, I want to do this one thing, but I don't necessarily have all the experience, like it doesn't hurt to still reach out and be and communicate like, this is my passion. These, this is my experience. And this is why I think I would be a good fit, you know, take sure. a chance on me right because um and you always regret those chances that you don't take for yeah. sure i feel and it, it it can be scary it can be really hard to kind of you know just put yourself out there because mm -hmm. of that fear of rejection but it's 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 kind of like you have to figure out a way to kind of push push past that fear yeah because you'll never know if you don't try it yeah i mean i even i as a as an editor like i get nervous reaching out to people to to write for us you know i'm like oh i i saw your work on you know this publication i thought it was really nice would you like to write a piece for us right you know like like i because there is that fear of rejection you know of them being like no your stuff i don't like your stuff for her yeah. you know? so i think no matter which side of the aisle you're on you know people are going to appreciate you reaching out and just even if it's not a match then at least you know that you tried I love that and it, it's really important to remember that and I, I think that that's definitely those are both very sound uh pieces of advice for uh the chat there and don't forget chat if you have any questions as well uh please put them um in there for me so that way I can try to make sure that um, I include that in uh, in our conversation here um but I also too I I know that um we briefly talked about well I just mentioned the fiend of Hollow. yeah Bars, yeah but like also too you are a huge critical critical role fan crit role is yes. like your thing yeah. now did that happen as far as just like at, during that journey when you were uh playing more with uh with ben and, and friends and and or did that happen when you did uh, end up working uh more so for uh, D, &D you know? no so what happened was um my friends who i played uh we played pathfinder with um 
we were looking for a new system and my friends recommend who had tried uh, fifth edition D&D were like, oh, you should check out the system. I think you would really enjoy it. Um, and so I was looking to kind of learn how to play it and I stumbled across uh, Critical Role. And that's, so that's how I both made the jump to D&D but also became a Critical Role fan was I started watching their stuff. I actually started watching with uh, episode one of campaign two like the timing was just perfect that they were starting a new campaign yeah so um when i started working at dean beyond um one of the things that i aspired to do was like i want to i want to dm a game on stream i was like horrifies me to even at the time it was horrifying to think about like i don't even have the guts to to just dm a campaign that's not streamed right now yeah everybody who knows me knows that i'm like no they're like anytime soon no (laughs) not yet maybe one day Dot, yeah. dot, 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 awkward silence. Yeah, but like going into my role, I was like, the my biggest challenge is going to be video stuff, yeah. is being on camera. And so I told my boss, I was like, I don't know when, but I would like to play, I would like to DM at some point mm-hmm. and want to get my feet wet. So then the uh, the fourth anniversary of d Beyond Camp was coming up and we were doing this a week-long stream, uh, uh, stream event. So my boss was like, ready like you want to <laughs> do you want to dm a game and i was like oh yes i will dm again <laughs> what i ended up doing was um i ended up writing a short adventure called the familiar's quandary that we we published on dd really? on um, and i ended up running that um in order to raise funds for for stack up and jasper's awesome. game day and one of the players there was uh Tausa jaffe and i was like i remember first seeing him because when you when you do one of these streams you usually are like in a sort of waiting room sort of thing yeah i remember popping up and i was like <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh abria uh yeah as well oh my gosh and i was like oh my goodness this is incredible That's um awesome. yeah and it was so intimidating but it, not for any reason other than like i wanted to do a good job for um, sure um and it's, yeah and i and then um, the next opportunity I had um, to play with a, a critical role person was for Lifting Apollo Mine, I think. I hope I'm not weird. Yeah, but, <laughs> you had two. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that uh, whole group was amazing. Eugenio, you had um, Anjali, uh, you had Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, yeah, every everybody involved. You guys were all amazing. It was, it was so awesome. And Brady and Citadel was such good material um, as well. Yes, I loved Journeys to the Radiant Citadel because um, if you don't know, so the Journeys to the Radiant Citadel, it's a, a D&D book. It's an adventure anthology written by uh, people of color. So it offered it offered adventures based around all manner of, of different cultures. Um, so the, the, the Fiend of Hollow Mine is more based around like Mexican culture. Mm-hmm. And um, so in order to show off like how cool this book was we did uh, a, a we did a pre-recorded adventure and um so and that was in studio so that was with uh matt mercer and um, the other amazing folks that you mentioned and um but that was my first studio game and um i'm sorry I, if i missed somebody else am i missing somebody I, I, if i did uh, miss it you, was so, so it was produced by by joe star who, who is my boss yes. And then um, we had Amy Dowling, Eugenio, Robbie Damon, I think was the one. Robbie, oh my Andre. gosh, yeah. Um, so that was my first studio game. And uh, that's more intimidating than, uh, <laughs> than playing over Zoom. Because <laughs> I remember that morning going to the parking lot and I wasn't paying attention. I just parked next to this car and I got out and I was walking and I just stopped and I looked and I... Um, and I was like, this is Matt Mercer's car because it had like, it had like, it, it had a very the- identifying thing <laughs> on it. And I was like, oh my God, I just parked next to Matt Mercer. <laughs> and I remember going in and I was like in cold, in a cold sweat. I saw it and I like walked in and people were, were sort of trickling in and he was, he was talking with Joe and I was just like, oh my God, I don't, I don't know what to do. <laughs> He's right there. I was like, that's how tall he is. Okay, so he's, he's like, I'm closer. <laughs> like, you know, because you see people in person and you're like, yeah. oh, that's how tall you are. Like, I didn't know because I was 
uh, we're remote. Um, yeah. Those of us in California. And so I didn't see Joe for like, for months. Yeah. And, and so I, I met him and he's so tall. He is. That's what I keep hearing. <laughs> I haven't met him yet in person, but I, I keep hearing that height difference. Yeah. And his, um, his, his streaming setup is set up in a way that I'm like, he kind of he looked short to me. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember reading it, I was just like, I swear I thought you were like five, six, five, five or something, you know? And I'm like talking to him like this, cause I'm, I'm five, eight. Um, so, and so, so anyway, when I see people that I see on stream yeah. in person, I'm like, oh, that's all I'll tell you. Uh, but he was, he was really sweet. And the set was absolutely so incredible. Cool. Um, but I remember sitting down, I sat down next to Robbie, who was also just super, every, I mean, everybody was yeah, incredibly nice so, and professional. So sweet. Yeah. And I remember sitting next down next to Robbie, who is very tall, by the way, <laughs> Yeah. as well. And I thought he I was I saw short. him at a San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, and then I forgot Todd is also too. Todd and B. Dave, like they're all so tall, and I'm just like little, like little. Oh, I see. Dave. I haven't even met like, Todd in person. Like, <laughs> well, I didn't get a chance to actually say because they were doing their stream, but like mm-hmm. seeing how tall he is with everybody, and you're just like, you guys are all tall. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know this because you only see this. this yeah, uh, just this little bit. <laughs> yeah. No big deal. Yeah. Um, oh, welcome back from getting your pizza, Homer. Oh, ooh. oh, oh! There's a note. Uh, is that a needler and a plasma rifle in the background? It is, yeah. My my husband got them um, to help decorate. So this when goes I into the fandoms because I need to know before yeah. kind of like letting you go. I got to know about if there's other fandoms other than like, of course, D D is a big part of your life. Mm-hmm. But if there's other uh, special gaming or or any other fandoms that really are like, oh yes, your inspo or you love them growing up. Yeah. So um, I my camera zoomed in a little bit and also pointed this way but this back wall um has all of our fandom stuff which is funny um it has so naruto i have tons of naruto stuff pokemon stuff um the like big your shirt fandom. like your shirt yes yes i got i got this at a uh, i think i wonder love that it looks like it there's a there's an artist who who does these these shirts and like every time i go to a convention i'm like ah, they have new designs and i get a new one um but the big one that we do is um Elder Scrolls Online and then um, League of Legends. Ooh. Okay. So who? Okay. So I need to know what what would you what do you play? Um. So League. So League. Let's see. So we play Aram, which is um just the it's basically just the mode where you're fighting five v five as opposed to you know farming minions and running around that the map. Whole thing. And stuff. Yeah. It's just a blood brawl. Um. So <laughs> in that, I love to play Irelia. And um, Lysandra. I would say those are my top two. And I love Aurelia because she's a really, she does lots of damage and she has these, she's really good at just like jumping around the map a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, she's great. <laughs> and I love just her design. She has, she dances with swords. So she's just like, <laughs> when she's attacking, she's just like doing this with her swords. <laughs> it's just so cool. And then I love Lysandra because she just like locks down enemies so easily uh which is great when you're dealing with melee characters like Aurelia. yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah. i love it any other any other ones that we're forgetting mm, let's see um watching i mean we talked about critical role um oh 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 oh, oh my hero academia yeah okay yeah. so do you have a favorite uh hero or villain because i know that some people are like i'm, I'm actually a uh, team villain and i'm like okay that works too oh gosh I'm, I'm terrible with names the guy who has the the hands oh my shigaraki is that, i think did so I say, if i said the oh the anime crew is gonna be coming <laughs> after me hold on now i'm like guess what guess what we're gonna do just like just like we mentioned it, it, in 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 our talk today, we're gonna make sure that I, I got it right by doing Google because it's yeah. yes. Wait, we're talking about the villain Shigaraki, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yes, I had hands. it right. Tomorrow, Shigaraki. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, if I said that wrong, I got everyone blowing up my chat. Yeah. You know, <laughs> after this, um, but uh, no, no, that's amazing. I think um, that now I've been I'm all caught up. 
and so I'm, I've been watching this this new season, and it's um, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you see, he may gonna turn in her temple on a friend, right? <laughs> right? No, I I love. I, seriously, this has been so much fun. Um, I could I I could literally talk to you for like two more hours. <laughs> Heck, we're probably gonna run into each other literally somewhere like Porto's or something. Yeah. Like randomly. <laughs> anyway. Um, but I, I really, really appreciate, I love this whole story about like how you kind of, uh, got into the space and also too, I'm, I'm a sucker for a good romance story. So yeah. that was, that always makes my day always. Um, but also too, before we, we let you go, uh, cause I know that you're busy doing a lot of different things. Um, I want to know if there's anything you can talk about as far as things that you're working on currently. I know that there, we've got a little thing called NDA sometimes, yeah. especially with a, a brand like Watsy. But if there's anything that you want to uh, share and then also to like uh, plugging your social media as well um, and where they can find you too. Yeah, absolutely. So um, like you said, there's, there's a lot of stuff in the works that I'm super excited about uh, in terms of, uh, of D&D that I can't talk about. Um, but I will say, you know, no, I can't say anything. Okay, so <laughs> this poo like, poo. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to get in trouble. Um, <laughs> no, that's but, fine. But you know, we're constantly working on new types of uh, directorial content for yeah. for D and D Beyond. There's a lot. You know, we're always constantly talking about like, well, you know, what best serves the D and D community and the all of the people who come to our site to read our articles. Right, because um, we want to be a resource not only of like news for D&D, right? Like if you're yeah. coming to us, you probably want to know like what what kinds of books are coming out or anything of that sort. But we also want to be that resource of like you're building your character. Like we want to help you build that character and kind of like weigh oh, your definitely. options because um, there are a lot of options out there, right? Because one of the greatest things about D&D that I love is there's such flexibility in, in character creation. Um, there's so many different ways to build your character. So true, yeah. But, you know, I, I, when I, whenever I build a character, right now I'm building a, um, a half-elf um, great old one warlock. Ooh. And I've I've never built a I've never built a, a warlock. I've always oh, done yeah. a multi-class. Oh, yeah, I've always done a multi-class okay. warlock. I've done it um, once, like full, tw- like up to level twenty, and it's it's wild because it's like when you first it's at the beginning, like it's not really like you're like I don't have as many uh, slots <laughs> as I would yeah, like. Yeah, that's what's always. But once you get to that level, you're like, ooh, baby, let's go. Yeah. yeah. So I um, so I'm I'm out there reading guides and stuff, and so yeah. I want to help make Demium a resource for that as well. For sure. Um, so that's the type of content that you know we do produce quite a bit so i would keep an eye out on dd beyond because this is really awesome stuff that we're also that we're all we're all doing um but also i am going to be part of a mini series that is being produced by uh, cinematographer joseph adams um i think we're planning right now like five episodes and i got to meet um some of the potential crew who were really fantastic people um but, and that's what the warlock is for, by the way. Ooh, okay. We're in character okay. creation right now. Oh, character creation process, yes. Yes, so I'm trying to figure out my angle. He's, uh, Joseph is being very um, tight-lipped about a lot of the, the adventure details. So I'm like, Like, to, what do you like, have planned? Yeah. Um, so especially I wanna, you being a DM, you're like. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm leaning toward like a, maybe a sailor type background. Um, I love I thought it. it'd be kind of cool if he was sort of all gross, like barnacles and stuff on him. A little like, like Pirates of like, Caribbean. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just like constantly sopping wet and you can't tell if he's alive or dead. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that I'm, goes. I'm super excited for that and what's to come. And again, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. It has been an absolute pleasure. So much fun uh, chatting with you. And thank you, um, everyone in chat who stuck around and, and, and stayed for the discussion yeah, because I definitely you. wanted you to get to know uh, my amazing friend Michael a little bit better and all that he does. Um, and there, of course, you know, stay tuned. Make sure to follow. Um, I put his information um, 
uh, as far as social media so that way you can follow and sh uh, show love and support but don't go anywhere folks we are going to raid the fantastic sirenscape sirenscape i'm gonna mess that up again <laughs> correct <laughs> i will never get it right I, I just realized I was like I always like stop for a second I'm like oops um, <laughs> but yes we're going to be raiding uh, over there that amazing team that Rob runs uh, at 4pm Pacific time all the time on the Sirenscape channel um, and also to please tune in tomorrow for this special edition of Power Word Talk uh, the Friday edition uh, which is going to be with another dear friend of mine Cynthia Marie at the same time 3pm Pacific time and that's going to be right before our amazing GM Ravens awesome awesome cyberpunk high riders game it's the first episode for that uh you already saw the session zero so you definitely want to tune in for this next episode and that's her game is at 5 p.m pacific time and you don't want to miss it so please 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 uh be sure to tune in and stay here don't go anywhere um i'm gonna show some awesome photos that my uh of my friend here uh michael um you know to kind of uh lead us out here so uh stay around thank you guys until next time. Bye, guys. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Look at this game better than me. I know. <laughs> you look so good. And, yes, they can hear us still. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, well, I like those photos. I got those done uh, for my one year. Uh, I love it. Yeah, it was so good. So this, these are um, Cameron Rice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't get cracked. I love it. See, I'm like, I, I can't wait. I have to try to uh, try to talk to you, Cameron, and be like, hey, hey, I, I'm overdue to try to like schedule mm -hmm. something with you. Michael seems so wholesome. That's because he, he is <laughs> such a sweetheart. And so it's been, and they're, oh my gosh, we forgot to, we needed photos of your dog. Oh your my doggo. God. I see. Mm. Next time. Next time I will. Next time. Now, now, that I, now that I've done this one. Okay, now I know what kind of pictures I would have sent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. Okay, and and I'm so excited because uh, I love that our dogs get along so well. That's mm -hmm. that's been like a highlight because sometimes it's either hit or miss. Like sometimes it's like she's like, uh, no, me me and you, yeah. no, I'm I'm the alpha lady up in here. <laughs> but I love that there's none of that with Q and and Artemis. They're just yeah. <laughs> no dog picks is a crime. I I just remember like. <laughs> I just remember because you asked for photos and I was just like, uh, I, I mostly work with words. Like, I'm like, it's like, should I send screenshots of like my favorite adventures I've written or something? Oh, here we go. We got the raid going. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Until next time, guys. Thanks.